Welcome to the Inside Texas Football YouTube channel, powered by InsideTexas.com. I'm Joe Cook. Today, I'm joined by Paul Wadlington. Paul, you get to help me with a little bit of breaking recruiting news today as Alabama tight end Amari Nyblak, uh, who entered the portal after uh, Nick Saban announced his retirement, saw Kalen DeBoer be announced as head coach, decided to enter the portal anyway. And after going through a very brief process, like all these transfer portal prospects, uh, decided to commit to Texas. What are the Longhorns getting out of someone who saw the field pretty regularly, uh, had a few touchdowns, including one against Texas this year, uh, but maybe saw his his action deplete or decrease over the course of the year? Still a really athletic guy. What is Texas getting and how does he fit what the Longhorns need for the 2024 season? Well, Texas is getting their third member from the Alabama Crimson Tide roster with the resignation of the GOAT. Nick Saban, we're seeing a real transformation uh, with this 30-day new new head coach portal thing that's happening that we're all getting used to. And uh, some teams are getting gutted by it, and other teams are profiting. And Texas is one of the teams that's profiting. Uh, Amari Nyblak is a really interesting player because he's got some really high-level traits, and then he's got some other things that he's growing into. And Texas has a chance to be at the receiving end at the final part of that growth curve, which is a great place to be, right? They didn't have to, to endure the two years of, of, of growing pains. They just get to get the more finished product. That's the exciting thing about Nye Black. He's a really good athlete out of the state of Florida. He was a standout basketball player in high school as well as football. A little bit of a tweener. People weren't actually sure if he was going to be a tight end or a receiver coming out of Florida, but became more clear later in his recruitment coming out of high school that he would be a tight end, and that's how Alabama took him. Uh, he's 6'4". He's also built long. Uh, he's he's a fast guy. He really can move for a tight end. If you see him catch the ball on the move, he doesn't move like a tight end after the catch. He looks like a big, tall receiver. And Texas fans saw that, Joe, uh, against Bama. Uh, he, had, he had two catches for 45 yards. One of them, though, was a 39-yarder that I think he caught like a little crossing route or maybe a skinny mm -hmm. post. I don't remember. But he turned on the Jets, and you saw the Texas safeties not take the proper angles to tackle him because uh, they weren't expecting the big man to move like that. That's really exciting, and that's a part of Jatavian Sanders that we can hopefully replace with him in conjunction with Gunnar Helm. The other thing that's nice about him, Joe, is he's got two more years to play. So you know, we're still just scratching his developmental curve, as I'd mentioned, uh, and as you alluded to, though, I, we do want to talk about the the pros, the, the cons, or where he can improve the developmental areas. Alabama actually moved a little bit away from him towards the end of the season. His last four games, he only totaled 70 snaps. Now, he still finished as their number three receiver with, you know, 20 catches for over 320 yards, four touchdowns, over 16 yards per catch, which is really good for a tight end. However, Bama decided late in the year, although they liked Nye Black, they wanted to get bigger at tight end and then help with protection with those guys, uh, help cover up some issues in their pass protection, but also simplify their protections for Jalen Milrow, also allow them to run the ball a little better and then throw the ball deep. So that's why Nye Black uh, became a lesser emphasis in their offense. It wasn't a commentary on his talent. Uh, if you if you look at Crimson Tide boards, they're not happy that Mr. Nye Black is in the portal. And uh, I'm sure they won't be happy that the third Tide player ends up at Texas with, with Steve Sarkeesian. So I like this player. I think he's going to add a lot to this team. 
Uh, when Texas goes to 12 formation and 12 personnel with Gunnar Helm, he's going to be a nice receiving option, uh, whereas Helm will be more of the traditional, can kind of do everything tight end. Uh, but nonetheless, I think he's he provides something really nice for the Texas roster. I was wondering if there was a little bit of a cap on on receiving numbers at Alabama this year because of the boomer bust factor with Jalen Milrow. I mean, even Isaiah Bond only only had you know he didn't even have 700 yards, uh, but was still you know the the leading receiver catch wise. And uh, I like that you brought up that maybe similar applied to to Nye Black. And I remember that run very well. Uh, we can bemoan the the Texas safeties and and their play till till the cows come home, but. Jaron Thompson, Keaton Crawford, I think even Anthony Hill and, and Ryan Watts, all four of those guys couldn't get a, a, a finger onto Amari Nyblack. And um, it definitely makes sense, this addition from the depth chart perspective. You lose Jatavian Sanders. You do return Gunnar Helm, like you mentioned, but the rest of that depth chart is guys you don't know a ton about or you know what they are and what their role is going to be. Malik Ogbo catching the Sugar Bowl aside – not going to be running a whole lot of routes. He's going to be yeah. part of that, you know, b- getting bigger strategy that that you talked about. Uh, Spencer Shannon still has work to do. Will Randall is still coming off of a, you know, his uh, high school ACL injury. And even though basically anybody you talk to loves what Jordan Washington might bring uh, in the 2024 class, he's still a freshman, still a true freshman. Uh, still has some room to grow as a as a blocker. Will be a receiver to start out with, and I don't know. Maybe that's somebody that uh, Amari Nyblack could kind of mentor. Uh, someone with a very similar profile uh, who uh, shows up with receiving skills. Not necessarily a tweener, but more of a receiving tight end than a blocking tight end, and shows the path. You know, this is another example. Um, not only just from this year, when you look at Kendrick Blackshire and Isaiah Bond but dating back several years uh, in the Sarkeesian era with Jaleel Billingsley, of course, Keelan Robinson, um, you know, you mentioned Ben Davis. And I'm wondering what you think of this, if if there should be any sort of just Alabama transfer fatigue. We know why a lot of those first guys showed up, the Keelan Robinsons, the Ben Davises, uh, the Jaleel Billingsleys, um, there, there was reason uh, from not just a we need bodies standpoint, but a culture standpoint for the most part why those guys were added. At this stage, it's it's not that it's addressing needs, and it just doesn't it just seem like hey he had a crimson uniform on as as a result. Yeah, you, look, we took some of our our first transfer class with Steve Sarkeesian out of desperation. We, we were just trying to get guys in that we thought might be able to give us some juice or some stability because the floor of the program wasn't great, much less the ceiling. So this is a completely different world. Nye Black is a coveted guy. He's going to be courted by, he was courted by many schools other than Texas. And uh, I think, you know, this is a guy with real upside who's going to play a significant role for Texas. Uh, One thing to mention, blocking does need to improve. He's a willing blocker. Uh, he's he's better at blocking smalls than bigs. He's better at going after DBs when he's flexed out than maybe, you know, he's not a hand down, he's going to drive a defensive end off the ball kind of guy. Uh, and, and that, I think, can improve. But if, if he does have one nit, nit to pick, um, he, he had a PFF, whatever you think of them, they gave him a run blocking grade of 43.9, which is not great. 
Uh, I think Jatavian Sanders was in the high 50s or low 60s. I can't recall. But it does give you some sort of frame of reference. But as a receiver, and, and to your point, Joe, you made a very adept point in that Jalen Milroe and the structure of that Alabama passing offense, they, would, they were going to throw it really short to a receiver on a screen or they're going to throw it deep. And what they did not want Jalen Milroe doing was making reads over the middle of the field. Well, if you're a tight end, that kind of limits your opportunities. If you if, if you can't run around in the middle of the field, uh, that's kind of in intermediate distances. That's kind of your jam, right? And particularly if you're a guy like Nye Black who can really do stuff after the catch. Um, so you want to run those post routes, those skinny posts. You want to run those, um, you know, some of those crossing routes or short crossers. And where you really can emphasize his athleticism and his length, pre present a big target in the middle of the field. But Alabama, frankly, was scared to give Jalen Milrow that responsibility. So I think that's where Nye Black's efficacy as a receiver suffered. And that's also an additional reason why they phased him out a little bit at the end of the year is they kind of understood that. So they're like, well, why are we putting him out here if we're not getting the full use of his receiving prowess? Let's go just put blockers in and kind of accept what we are. And maybe Milroe will progress next year, and that, that'll be Nye Black's breakout year. But alas, Crimson Tide fans, you're not going to get that opportunity. And where Alabama was, you know, short and he was able to bomb it deep to, uh, what was it, Jermaine Burton and, and Isaiah Bond, it was kind of the opposite with Texas. Like, Jatavian Sanders over the middle, Quinn Ewers was really good at finding him. Uh, mm -hmm. So maybe this is a situation where he can take step into that role uh, and be able to take advantage of Quinn Ewer's skill set. We got a little bit more to go. First, we want to make sure we thank our sponsor, Andre the Lawyer. Andre the Lawyer never takes more than their clients. No win, no pay, no upfront costs. His principal office is in Dallas, Texas, and he's been representing injured Longhorns throughout the state of Texas. Every client gets a personalized text message number so they can contact the team and get direct access to their lawyer all day and all night. Call Andre the Lawyer at 214-444-8808. Whether you're in a car wreck, an 18-wheeler accident, slip and fall, on-the-job injury, or wrongful death, call 214-444-8808. Paul, I guess the last question I had as far as Amari Nyblak goes is this feels like it's an addition that allows Steve Sarkeesian to, at this point, remain as multiple as he likes on offensive personnel. Yeah, that's a great point, Joe. That's exactly what this provides. Sark loves 12 personnel. That's one running back, two tight ends, because it forces the opposing defense to declare their personnel, right? Are you going to stay in your nickel? Or are you going to try to put in a traditional defense? If you stay in your nickel, Texas is going to run the ball. If you stay in your traditional defense, four defensive backs, well, Texas is going to throw. And by the way, both of these tight ends are capable. And Mamari Nyblak, getting him matched up on one of your linebackers, that may not be a pleasant day at the office. So I would say one route to look for that I think Nyblak, they've already got him penciled in on this one, is that Jatavian Sanders uh, slower developing deep out. If you guys will think about that, you remember that's one of the really exceptional throws that Quinn Ewers can make. And it's a 15 to 20 yard out, uh, sort of in that deep to intermediate range. And it always happens on the sideline. And it's either a catch with the length of the tight end or it's an incompletion. And uh, I think they've already got Nye Black penciled in because you have him coming from the other side of the formation. 
he's going to separate from a linebacker and most safeties given that much time and space. And then Quinn's going to throw it in there. And with his length, it's really not a defensible play. So I think that's one that they'll already have. And that's probably one of the routes they probably showed Night Black in the recruitment process. So uh, I, I expect exactly your point. He's a good complementary piece. He creates, he creates versatility for Texas. And there's going to be games where Night Black might get 20, 25 snaps. And there's other games I think you'll see him out there for 50. So uh, I think that's a great point and a great way to end this, Joe. Yeah, it should be exciting. We know the running backs are going to allow for Sark to throw as, throw as many on the field as he wants. Uh, the additions at wide receiver, he doesn't go 10 personnel, but if he wanted to, probably could. Um, 11 personnel, you've got Gunnar Helm, now you've got Nyblack, and now you can go up to 12 and 13 if you want to throw Ogbo out there. So uh, it, it allows Sark to, to do what he likes doing next year as Texas heads to the, to the SEC. Thank you for watching this video. Make sure you like the video, subscribe to the Inside Texas Football YouTube channel, head to InsideTexas.com where we'll have more analysis of this pickup for the Longhorns. Paul, thank you so much. I'm Joe Cook. We'll see you next time on the Inside Texas Football YouTube channel powered by Inside Texas.